Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. For this episode, I'm going to share my story running the Boston Marathon. Now, to set the stage here, this was my first official full marathon in Boston of all places. I love the fact that it was challenging. Um, I really didn't want it to be easy. And Boston is a very tough course. I was tested and I learned a lot. I learned more in the three and a half hours of running the Boston Marathon than I have these past three years of running. Um, I learned a lot about myself, a lot about me as an athlete and as a runner, and so many lessons were learned um, that I can take away from uh, for future races, for training, Um, and I promise you, I am going to run Boston again. This is my first of many marathons, um, and I'm eager and excited to get right back to work um, and am eager to run my next marathon. Um, all in all, it was such a great experience and I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to do my best to walk you through the experience from beginning to end. It took me a long time to gather my thoughts and I still haven't done so properly. So this episode might be a little, uh, sporadic. It might be random. I might, uh, ramble, but bear with me, stick with me. And, um, and here's my story of running and finishing the Boston Marathon. So some background, I never really followed a training program. Um, I didn't have specific workouts, not, I didn't have a coach. Um, I really didn't follow a program or even have a strategy or a plan going into the Boston Marathon. Um, I remained consistent in running my eight miles every day. I threw in a couple of two-a-day workouts a few times a week leading to the marathon. Um, I didn't taper. I didn't properly taper or take it easy um, prior to running the race. Um, I just stuck to what I knew best and remained consistent, Um, running my eight miles every day, uh, you know, doing some progression runs and tempo runs, a few track workouts, and consistently running a long run every Saturday uh, with my team. So to that extent, that was really my training program, if you want to call it that. Um, my goal was to run a three hour marathon for my debut, very ambitious. Um, but I felt like that was something that was achievable. I felt as if I was capable and, um, best case scenario in perfect conditions, um, everything going according to plan uh, that I could hit it. I could hit three hours. It would have been such a success story to be able to hit three hours for my first marathon in Boston. Um, 
So here are the end results. I ran the Boston Marathon in three hours and 32 minutes. Um, the goal was three hours. So things didn't go according to plan. I didn't hit my goal, but I'm very proud in the time that I got and finishing a marathon and finishing the Boston Marathon. Um, I PR'd my half marathon time at one hour and 33 minutes. Um, Unintentional, unplanned, a happy coincidence that I just ran um, a better half marathon time than I have historically. Um, And to say that is interesting because in the first half of the marathon, I was being very conservative. It was very low effort. Um, I I was just, just running and I felt I was in a really good groove. I felt great. Um, and it it is a happy coincidence, um, that I was able to beat my last half marathon time. Um, and the last time I ran an unofficial half marathon, um, a a few months ago. Um, and so to, to me, that is an accomplishment in its own to say that I ran a faster time for a half marathon only a few months after my last race. Um, and even going into Boston, I shared, uh, I shared (laughs) that at the beginning of last year, so January of 2020, I was struggling to run an 830 pace. It was, it was an unrealistic goal I set for myself early last year to, uh, qualify for Boston, to have a Boston qualifying time, um, at the time, really at the time, it seemed, it was unrealistic and it seemed impossible. I didn't think I would ever be in a position in a place to, for it to be real or for it to be in arm's length. Um, my goal pace for Boston was six minutes and 50 seconds. And the January of last year, I could barely run an 8.30 pace. Um, so talk about progress. Um, for me, that alone is an accomplishment and something that I'm very proud of, that I was able to shave off um, a lot of time um, with me as a runner and as an athlete. Um, even again, going back to the half marathon, being able to uh, do a better half marathon time with a few, you know, a few months in, um, in, in difference from my last race, man, like that is, that is really cool to me to see the number, like, I'm not even a numbers guy. I'm, I run off of feel and effort. Um, but it's really amazing and astonishing to like, look at a piece of paper and look down at your watch and see some times that you didn't think were possible. Um, you know, really taking a step back and appreciating what you were able to accomplish. Um, and sometimes it is about the numbers. Not always. Um, I rarely look at them. But in this case, yes, um, I'm looking at them and I'm backtracking. And it is really cool to be able to see progress um, when it comes down to performance. Um, so, Again, some some background is that I just never really properly trained. And uh, 
I'm very proud to say that I finished Boston and for my first official marathon, I ran three hours and 32 minutes. Um, now at the beginning of the race, this is something that was a surprise to me that it, the course started, Boston started with rolling hills. Like I thought that the worst of it was in the second half of the marathon, heartbreak hill, um, even leading up to it. But I I was surprised that from the get go, from the start, it was rolling hills. Um, something that I wasn't really prepared for. I didn't properly train for hills. Um, and yet, yeah. So going like starting off the race, it was rolling hills and that took a toll on my legs. Um, and it, it, they snuck up on me, the hills and the feeling snuck up on me by, uh, pretty much at the half marathon marker. Um, I want to say that I was never really tired. I was never really in pain or hurting. I was just a little fatigued. More specifically, my legs were a little fatigued. Um, especially my quads, like the hills took a toll on my legs and it hit me all at once at the half marathon marker. Um, as I mentioned before, the first half felt really great. I felt strong. I was getting into a really good groove. Um, and just when I was about to kick it, just when I was about to pick up my pace and go for, go for three, that's when things took a turn and it went sideways and my legs started to tighten up, I started to cramp, and I got off marathon pace. So at the halfway point, when I ran a couple of miles off marathon, off my goal marathon pace, I knew that um, hitting three hours was unrealistic. There was no way I can make up that time. And then my legs uh, were feeling fatigue, they were tightening up, even more so as I went along through the marathon. So the second half of the marathon became more about finishing and less about trying to run a three-hour marathon. Um, And I really wanted to enjoy the experience. Once I knew that hitting three hours wasn't really possible, um, I wanted to slow down a bit. Like not only in my pace, um, but with my mind, like I wanted to be more present. I didn't want to get in the mindset of go for three, go for the number, go for that goal um, because I was hurting and I didn't want to get more hurt. I didn't want to walk away from the marathon with an injury. um, And I wanted to fully immerse myself in the Boston Marathon experience. And I was able to do that the second half of, of of the run. I still, I still immersed myself in the experience the first half. Um, I remember a lot of the course, the crowds, the cheering. Um, a lot of the experience was still there the first half, but in my mind, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of the experience. I was thinking about the number. I was thinking about three hours. I was thinking about my pace. Um, so it, 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 looking back at it, it was very... Again, it was just, it was kind of enlightening to be able to slow down. Um, and again, I didn't want to get injured. I didn't want to not finish. So I took I was a little bit more reserved in, in my effort and how much I pushed to finish the marathon. Um, so let's say 
I mean, even I finished at a good pace. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised to find out that even though I was struggling a bit the second half of the marathon, I still ended up at a good average pace for my first uh, marathon. Um, so a couple, of, a couple of surprises happened during the race. Um, I already mentioned the rolling hills from the get-go. That kind of threw me a little bit off from the initial start of the race because I wasn't expecting rolling hills um, in the beginning. Come mile two, my shoelaces came untied, so I had to stop, tie my shoes as quickly as possible, finish running uphill, and then try to pick up some time downhill going into mile three. Um, so that was you know, something that came up that un- is unexpected. Um, I had to roll with the punches and quite literally roll with the hills and um, try to get back on marathon pace, which I did. Actually, the first few miles, I was running a little bit faster than my goal marathon pace because of the hills, which is also was another challenge in itself because no matter how much I tried to slow down, no matter the effort I put in to be more reserved and conservative, I couldn't help but run fast because of the hills. Um, like aside from stopping to walk, I wouldn't have been able to slow down any more than I already was. And even then, the pace was faster than my goal marathon pace. So initially, I was running a little bit faster. Um, It didn't take a toll on my body, though. It wasn't draining. Um, I still had a lot of energy left. Um, After the first couple of miles, the first few miles, I actually dialed it back a bit and got into a really good groove and was flirting with my marathon with my goal marathon pace um so I felt great I had like no strategy no plan pre-race it was all happening in real time as I was running the Boston Marathon so my mindset after mile three was keep a seven minute pace um 655 pace and I was I was rolling with the hills. I was grooving. I was finding my stride, getting in a good cadence and a good rhythm. My breathing was fine. Energy was fine. Effort was there. It was all really, really great. Then Boston hit me with that right hook. And those hills got the better of me. And then my legs really started to feel it. Um, but again, nope, it wasn't painful. It wasn't, I wasn't hurting. I was just tight. And cramping up a little bit. Um, And then once I got off marathon pace, my goal marathon pace, it was hard to bounce back. Um, So, yeah, I mean, really, really great first half, not so great second half. Um, What was very interesting is as you run these races in any setting, marathon, half marathon, 5K, really just when you're competing, when you're in a race, you kind of naturally pick out other runners and other athletes that you want to mirror, that you want to match. So I picked out a handful of um, what I thought looked like experienced runners um, that looked strong, looked fast, were running relatively the same pace that I was, and they were a little, a little bit off in the distance. So I'd use them as a guide, not only with the route, but with the pacing when to run uphill and downhill, turning that corner, you name it. Like I would pick out a handful of people in the crowd 
that I thought were experienced um, and pretty good athletes, and I would kind of mirror them. Um, I was running a little fast. Like, I was running, like, to be honest, I was passing up a lot of people, um, which gave me kind of a boost of energy to, like, continue to go. One thing that was crazy is that I could feel other runners behind me picking me out of the crowd to pace with me. And that was an enlightening moment because I was looking at the people in front of me to guide me. And little did I know or come to realize that people were behind me looking to me to guide them. And in some way, I was a little more comfortable with this being a pacer um, and being able to lead runs here in New York City. I felt a little bit like I was in my element, like that wasn't anything new. Um, and running a seven minute pace is something that I've done consistently. It's something that I'm used to doing. And I was doing it in the marathon in Boston. And to some degree, I was leading a handful of runners behind me. So (laughs) that was a a pleasant surprise. Um, and something that I could feel in the marathon that was just a really cool experience to have even if I was pacing them for or leading them and guiding them or being turned to as, as a pacer or as a, as a leader um, for a, however a handful of miles. That alone is just really cool to me um, and a takeaway that I won't forget. Like I could, I could feel it. I could feel them behind me. And occasionally when I look back, I could see them. Um, on the flip side of it, some of, the, some of the runners and athletes that I picked out also ended up like stopping and walking and they were hurting. That was, that was a little, like, that was surprising to me because I looked at them as experienced. And then in my mind, I'm seeing some experienced runners stopping to walk, catching their breath, hurting, in pain, unable to run their, their goal pace. And I, you know, it was, it was kind it was like a moment of feeling that we're all in the same boat that we're all hurting that Bo- that Boston does this to everybody that we're all struggling that it it is challenging it's tough and we're all running the same route like we're all running the Boston marathon and so when i saw some of these runners that i was looking to as guides kind of they when they stopped that was it messed with my mind a little bit because it kind of gave me a sense of it's okay if you're hurting too. It's okay if you want to stop and walk. And at the same time, something in me said, don't stop, don't walk, don't give up, keep going, keep pushing. And as much as I wanted to maybe comfort some of these runners and talk to them and, and walk with them because I was feeling the same pain um, or the, you know, the same kind of fatigue, I couldn't. I had to keep going and like run my race. I couldn't like it was very, very tough to keep that mindset of running my race. Um, but yeah, it, it, to, to some degree, it gave me a level of of like mindset that it's OK to stop and walk and catch your breath, um, even though I know deep down that's something that I did not want to do. Eventually, it's something that I ended up doing because like my legs were just so tired that they wouldn't listen to what my mind was telling them to do. Um, 
So as much as I talk about running off of effort and feel, uh, no matter how much I talk about mind over matter, sometimes the body just won't listen. And that's something that I experienced during the Boston Marathon. Um, my, my legs just wouldn't, they just wouldn't do what my mind was telling them to do. No matter how fast I wanted to run and pick up the pace, sometimes I couldn't. Um, and a lot of it was because of the route and the course and the challenge of running all of these hills. Um, it's very interesting because I actually had a couple of phone calls with my family midway in the marathon. Um, and I had a casual conversation a couple of times during the race, just as casual as I'm having right now. Um, yeah, I was talking to my family. They were asking me how things were going, um, how I was feeling. And I would tell them like, no, I feel fine. I feel, I feel great actually. Like I'm not struggling to talk. I'm not struggling to catch my breath. Um, I'm not really in pain. I'm not really hurting. My legs are just really tired. Um, and I'm, you know, having these conversations while I'm walking uphill and uh, up some hills in Boston. Um, so yeah, like that, that was interesting to me because I could hold a conversation midway in a marathon. Um, and like, I'm not really in pain. I'm not hurting. I'm struggling. Um, I'm a little tired. My legs are a little fatigued, but I feel fine. And, you know, it wasn't a lack of endurance. It wasn't a lack of being in shape or um, really anything that has to do with my athleticism or me as a runner. It's just the course, the humidity, the hills got the better of me. um, And Boston really threw me that right hook. And, And yeah, and that was it. That's when my legs started to tighten up and cramp then there was really no bouncing back from it. Um, Then, yeah, it just became more about finishing. It became more about putting in the effort to finish than it was about trying to hit any kind of goal. Like, at at some point, I just disregard, I didn't care about my pace. I didn't care about timing. I didn't care about the numbers. All I cared about was finish the race. Um, And this is also interesting because I definitely had moments of doubt. This was surprising to me because I rarely ever do. Um, I had moments where I thought like, and doubt in the way that it wasn't about doubting my ability. It was about questioning whether or not I wanted to finish. And it wasn't about quitting. It was about not achieving my ideal goal. So questioning if it was worth it. Um... And to my surprise, I just didn't think that those thoughts would ever enter my mind. Um, So, you know, somewhere along the way, I was thinking like, man, maybe I should just stop. Like maybe I should just, you know, like just stop and walk off the course and not finish. Um, It's interesting because on the other side of that, like I never had a thought. I never had the thought that was telling me just finish finish your first marathon, finish Boston. I'd never had that, that thought never entered my mind in my head to just finish. It was that the opposite was questioning whether I even wanted to, um, something deep inside me almost instinctively was whispering to me to finish. And that was like a, a subtle voice in my head that kept my legs moving, that kept me moving forward, that, that carried me, 
the second half of the race. Um, so that, yeah, that, the doubt and the questions and, um, like being humbled in that sense, it's so bizarre that like that happens. And I wonder if like other runners and other athletes have experienced the same thing. And I would imagine that they have and that they do. Um, so what I, what I did before the marathon, I ran my usual eight miles. I ran the last four miles of, of the Boston marathon of the course. Um, so after the half marathon point, it was a matter of making it back, like making it to mile 22 or making it to, yeah, just making it to the tail end of the marathon. Um, because I realized like, I, Oh, when I can, if I can get to mile 22, I've ran this route before I ran these last four miles, which I did the day prior. And I'm thinking I could just finish once I know that the finish line is in sight or that the, the course isn't anything new to me anymore. Something that I've already ran, something that I've already experienced, then I could kick it and push it and finish. Um, I was able to see some, some of like our support crew, some of the team members, um, at that point towards the tail end of the race. Um, and that gave me a little bit of an energy boost that I needed to finish. Um, occasionally you'll see like with my splits, I would have moments of, of bursts because admittedly I was walking. I took the time to hydrate, to get some Gatorade and water and try to fuel, um, and I, rather than trying to run and, and <laughs> spill everything on the ground, um, I would stop, take, take a breather and like drink some, some fluids and liquids and get some fuel, um, continue to walk, never stopped, continue to walk, um, forward momentum. And then I'd get these bursts of energy, um, to push through and pick up my pace for a mile or two, or maybe a half a mile. Anything at that point was, um, was key to just continue to go. Um, but I could only go, I can only have that push for so long and so far before I needed to take another breather or slow down. Um, yeah. So to my surprise, the end result was still about an eight minute average pace. Um, and I was consistently running, you know, seven minute pace, a little under seven in the beginning of the race. So like towards the end, at the end of the day, that second half was, um, in my mind, was acceptable for something, for a pace for me to be at. Um, and it's still an accomplishment because, as I mentioned, when I first set out to have a Boston qualifying time, I could barely run eight minutes and 30 second pace. And I finished Boston running eight minutes flat or close to eight minutes. Um, yeah, so that's that's a lot of the experience there. Um it's so crazy. Like, it's just so crazy that how the marathon tests you and Boston tests, tests you in so many ways. Um, now I'm not, I'm not a guy for what ifs. Like I never really, I don't find it valuable or I don't, I don't ever want to consider what ifs or think about what I could have done differently, what I could have done better. Um, but in this case, I can't help but think, like, what if it was a flat course? What if it was a little cooler, if humidity wasn't as high? What if I trained properly? <laughs> um, 
What if I tapered? What if I had better nutrition? What if I had coaching? Um, and it's kind of enlightening to know that like I didn't have, it wasn't a best case scenario for me and I was able to, to, to do what I did. And I'm proud to say that I finished Boston and I ran my first marathon in three hours and 32 minutes, you know, like without, without everything else. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, as I, even as I try to break it down to you, even as I try to share the experience, um, I'm very proud, like very, very proud to be able to say that I'm a Boston marathoner, that I'm a marathoner officially. And, um, and that, you know, I, I was able to, to finish in the time that I did. Um, which is crazy, like, which is crazy. I, I, I'm so excited and enthusiastic and eager to put myself to the test again. I mean, uh, the day after Boston, Tuesday and yesterday, today, um, like I, I continue to run my eight miles. Like, I, yes, I'm a little sore. Yes, my quads are definitely feeling it. Um, I'm a little tired, but I can still go. Like, I can still run. Boston wasn't the end of me. Um, it might have just run a couple rounds. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to, to still fight, to put in the work. Um, I'm so ready to run Boston again. Maybe not may, mind, mindset ready. Maybe not physically ready. Like there are things I would do differently in training for the next Boston race, even for my next marathon. Um, but what I, with my next, what, what my next goal is, um, I'm really eager to see what I could do in a half. Um, knowing that I PR'd in a full marathon my, with my half marathon time, I want to see what I could do if I just plan to go out for the 13.1 miles. Um, so stay tuned for what's next. I promise you this isn't, this isn't going to be my first and last marathon. I promise you that I'm going to run Boston again. Um, I still have the goal and the mindset to run a three-hour marathon. Um, I'm going to start looking at other major races at different courses. Um, I might even try to shoot for a Boston qualifying time um, to get into Boston. Who knows? I mean, it's really exciting to have this benchmark, to have this baseline in performance for myself as a runner, as an athlete, as a former football player, as a former non-runner turned runner. Man, like this is so exciting. Um, I'm very, again, very proud in my accomplishments and what I was able to do. Um, very proud to finish. Um, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved the challenge. I loved getting not getting hit in the face. I loved the unexpected. I loved the plot twists. Everything about it. Everything about the experience was amazing. A lot of takeaways, a lot of lessons learned. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So there it is. That's my Boston Marathon experience. Um, I'm trying to think before I close out. I'm trying to think if I left anything, uh, if I didn't say anything else. Um, some of y'all asked a few questions. So um, if I didn't answer them already, let me see. Uh, 
the crowd the crowds were consistent the whole course like there was never really a dead spot a lot of people showed up you could feel the energy that's one of my favorite memories um, and experiences is just being immersed in that environment where people are cheering for you um, and like they're also very proud of you you could feel that like you could feel that people were supporting um, runners that they knew family friends you name it and complete strangers because we were all in the same boat we were all running Boston and all of the cheers were for you um, so that support is is amazing in its own um one one specific call out too is like i mentioned some of these runners that i thought were more experienced and looked like strong athletes um there was a time when me and another another guy were walking next to each other um and you could tell that he was struggling i was fatigued i was also tired um and we had like a brief conversation really brief, but it was of, of a mutual respect that we were both tired. We were both hurting to some degree and that we both, that things weren't going according to our plan. Um, and it was again, that mutual respect that like, you're not going to hit your goal. I'm not going to hit my goal. We're kind of in the same boat and like, we're going through Boston together. Um, and like again, I had very I had a lot of moments of brief burst of energy, and wanting to my mind eventually able to tell my body to move. Um, so just before like, you know, I was I was talking to this guy, and then I'd be like, all right, man, have a good one, um, good luck, finish strong, and I continued to run, and I had you know a burst, and I like towards the tail end of the marathon, and um, and then we we parted ways. But it was such a simple, simple and brief moment during the marathon that I connected with this runner, this man, that he was guiding me for some of the run, most of the run, really. Um, and then he had stopped uh, and I had passed him up. And, you know, like the mutual respect was there, that convo, that mutual feeling that that was an interesting takeaway. Um, and one, like a memory that I won't forget because we were both just proud to be there, had goals that we knew we, w- we weren't going to hit, but still enjoying the experience and still trying to finish. Um, yeah, and, and again about feel, it was just a lot of fun. It was great. Um, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't do anything over. I wouldn't want to redo. Again, I love that it was challenging and I love that it was hard. I love that I was tested, um, and I'm ready to get after it again. So, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to share some some more stories and experiences, not only of me running marathons in some of these races, but of other runners um, who ran Chicago, who ran Boston. So, um, so stay tuned. More to come. As always, stay for the stories. <laughs>